Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I've been in the finance media game for a little over six years now. Over the years, I've come across some terms that just get used all the time. And for one reason or another, I end up just really not liking it. Like it just bothers me when I hear certain terms used. And one of those terms was generational wealth. Maybe it's because it just gets thrown around so casually all the time, or maybe it's the fact that it just sounds unrealistic, right? Because is it a real actual possibility that everyone is going to be able to pass on some amount of monetary wealth to the next generation? Of course, I would love for that to be a possibility for everyone. I'd love that for that just be a reality that that's something we can all do. But the truth is, no, not everyone is going to be able to do that. Like, I don't expect my parents to be able to do that for me and my brother. That's why when I hear this term, my eyes automatically just roll back as far as they can into my head. But if there is one thing that I am okay with doing, it's challenging my views. It's not always fun, but I am 100% okay with learning a new perspective. And so during one of my conversations with Allison on This Is Awkward, the topic of generational wealth came up. And to my absolute surprise, Allison completely changed the way that I think about this term. I did not think she was going to be able to do it. So after the break, I'm going to play for you just a small four minute clip from that conversation that completely changed my mind on generational wealth. Yeah, you know, I was just having this conversation with uh, with a friend with Logan. We were talking about uh, the term generational wealth that people throw out there. And I told him I'm not a fan of that term. I don't I don't really like it. Why not? Um, I like it. I feel like it's a it's a lot. It is a lot because you're saying like generational wealth is not I'm wealthy, not and not maybe not even just me and my kids. I have so much money that my kids can be wealthy, but it's like my kids and my grandkids. Like you're that's a oh, lot of money, and no, a lot of people don't, don't have that type of money to will ever have that much money to pass on that significant amount of money. Down. Okay, but I also see it as you are providing generational wealth, also even if it's not financially, this is an interesting conversation because think about the person like, okay, um, I interviewed or I talked to uh, Julian and Kirsten Saunders, Mm -hmm. right? From Rich and Regular. And when I interviewed them, they were essentially talking about how they, and I I want to make sure I'm correct in this. Now I'm second guessing myself, but they were the first people in their family to step out and do something different mm-hmm. with their money, with their jobs, with their careers. And by stepping out and making that change, it it started the process for generational wealth because it opened doors to them that their family members did not have. And they received a lot of backlash from their family members for that, for doing something different. But even just like education, I think, can lead to gener- generational wealth because the more educated we are, the more doors can open up to us. And when you have that, there's there's like this trickling effect down. There is. There is a trickling effect down. Yeah, so I, I look at it also not just in terms of like money that you actually have in the bank and retirement enough to last for generations, but the choices that you're making that don't benefit just you, they benefit your children. My mom grew up extremely poor in Watts. Okay, Uh, She was there during the riots and she was the only person from her family who went to college Mm. and she ended up great career, 
and I'm sure she had her ups and downs, but ended up great career, provided a very stable house for me and my brother. So for us, we didn't have to overcome what she overcame just to hit the baseline of normal. We didn't have to try to climb up to normal. So I can I can see it in that sense. What that has done is that has completely transformed your life. It's yeah, set up different. a different a different level of expectation. So even if she doesn't leave a penny to you, not one dime, you are a successful person. You make a good money. Your brother's a freaking doctor. So you don't, don't tell me that, that your mom. I know, right? He's not a real doctor. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't <laughs> saying that. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, I wow. thought you were tearing him I'm down. My brother, so wait, oh, I'm tell my brother what you think about him. Wow. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but like that is generational wealth. So, so when I think of generational wealth, I don't see it as like number dollar signs and cents. Mm. I see it as the experiences that we are providing for our children to have a new level of norm because your mom's the, the level of norm and expectations for life that your mom gave you is completely different than what she received. And so then think about your brother with his daughter. Here he is as a doctor and he is raising this beautiful daughter. And it's, I mean, just look at the generational difference from your, oh, I'm getting goosebumps, from what your mother's life looked like to now your niece. It is completely 180 degree difference and it is beautiful. That is generational wealth. You know what, Allison, hold on. Look at these goosebumps. You're supposed to give yourself goosebumps. But I got to say, you're completely changing my mind on this. You're completely mm-hmm. changing my mind and perspective on this idea of generational wealth. Because I was stuck on, you know, how how is everyone going to possibly accumulate enough money yeah. to support multiple generations? Because to me, it was a burden to put on yourself that, mm-hmm. oh, no. I have to somehow improve my life to a degree that I can help all these other mm-hmm. people. But you know what? You're ter- See, but to me, it is beautiful. Like the the idea to me is so beautiful because it's not about it it doesn't it's not about the money at all. It's about the life that you're providing and and the the level of the level of expectation and norm that you're providing. And I just think it is so beautiful because it just trickles down. So yeah, my mind has officially been changed now. I was not expecting that, but now I see generational wealth in a whole new light thanks to that conversation that we had. And, you know, we recorded this episode over a year ago. And so now I've had some time to really think about this a little bit more. For me, generational wealth could mean a couple of things. One, it could mean taking care of yourself financially so that you're not a burden on your family. You know, make sure you're saving enough money, putting enough money towards your retirement so that way your kids or whoever it is in your family that would end up eventually helping you. They don't have to worry about you. They can take care of their own financial goals because they know you're taken care of. That's a huge burden to take off of uh, the next generation. Or it could be just creating a foundation for your family so that they have an easier time than you did. And, you know, I mentioned my mom in that conversation with Allison, but both of my parents came from poor families in the South and they ended up moving over here to California. And it wasn't an easy path for them, but they created a stable home for me and my brother. And that made all the difference for us. It allowed us to start at a higher point or a better place than both of them were when they were born. So to me now, I have a expanded view of generational wealth. And I really appreciate Allison kind of, you know, expanding my mind, opening me up to thinking about this in a completely different way. So if you were like me and you hated the term generational wealth, hopefully this episode made you think about it a little bit differently than you did before. And if you have a money term or concept out there that you just hate, that it just bothers you every time you hear about it, 
I want you to let me know and why is it that it bothers you because I would love to talk about it in a future episode. You can reach out to me by going to popcornfinance.com slash questions and you can just, you know, there's a form there. You can fill it out. Leave me your hated term <laughs> over there or you can just send me a DM over on Instagram. Just look for Popcorn Finance Podcast. As always, I appreciate you joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy keep it popping like Mary Poppins.